1: It's Randcast number seven. I know you've been waiting for it. Welcome back. I'm Lewis Black, and uh, I even sound a little perky today to myself, and I don't know why. I think it's because Randcast number seven is the tour where we were closer to my home in New York City. On March 7th, we were spitting distance, really, from where I live at New Brunswick, New Jersey. And on March 8th, we were in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and on March 9th in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. In New Brunswick, we perform at the Historic State Theater, a magnificently renovated vaudeville silent film house that it's really quite a a great place to play. And it is right next door to the George Street Theater, where I uh, had my play One Slight Hitch produced. And it was as close as we ever got to being done in Manhattan. Oh, yes, siree, just 40 minutes away, so near and yet so far. An unbelievably great review in the uh, New Jersey edition, actually, of the New York Times. You may want to scan that sometime. But it's always nice to play New Brunswick, get to go home, get to sleep in my own bed, and that's always a treat. And then it was on to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Hershey is well known because it is the home of mm-hmm Hershey Chocolate. And the Hershey Theater where we performed is a 1900-seat theater in downtown Hershey, Pennsylvania. And it owes its existence to the man who gave us that chocolate, the uh, philanthropist Milton S. Hershey. He is the one who uh, had that theater built, and it was a part of Hershey's great building campaign of the Depression. Milton Hershey truly took care of those who worked at his factory he provided the kids with a great education. He created a free school that would bring in kids from around the country. Everything about it was to build a town and a city that really gave back to the people who live there and work there. It was always a joy to play the Hershey Theater. There was uh, always a sense of him being there, of, his, uh, of the acknowledgement of what he did for the town, the sense that you were just kind of tra- carrying on that tradition. Of uh, of giving back, in you know, well of course we we made them pay for the tickets, but <laughs> if uh, I believe that we were in our own small way a part of the tradition of Milton Hershey, and then it's on to the Sands Bethlehem Casino where we perform. It is the first casino that was actually built closer to New York City, so that it could take away a lot of the business that was going to Atlantic City and it did it began to flourish it's only like about 20 minutes closer to manhattan but it certainly did the uh, the job it set out to do it's a it, it's an event space so it's not so much a, a great theater but it's a it's a fun place to perform my mother would be weeping with joy if she'd been able to join us at the Sands Bethlehem Casino Because there is an outlet mall, that's right, that is connected to the casino, the best of all possible worlds. You earn some money there at the video poker machines, and you roll on in to the outlet mall and pick up a nice bargain at any one of the number of stores. There's even a coach there, and that's not a plug. I'd never seen a coach outlet store. Well, actually, when I told my mother there was a coach outlet store, she then said, you know what those bastards do? You know what coach does is they make shit and then they put their shit in there. They don't really give you the coach product. My mother always knew a bargain and she always knew bullshit. And she still knows it at 101. And that's the way it is as we roll around uh, close to my home. It was a good run, and I think you'll find that the uh, voices that are yelling and screaming are particularly uh, angry and frustrated, as the folks in Pennsylvania and New Jersey are. God, boy, mm-hmm, boy, they redefine the word cranky, which is why I love them. Sometimes I'm standing on stage in, in Pennsylvania or in New Jersey and even in New York State, and I think, wow, these people are more bitter than I've ever been. Uh, I do believe that the quality of the uh, rants, and I hope you do, uh, I think that you can see them evolve over time. And uh, not that the first ones weren't great. They, I think they just got better and better and better, only in the sense that they were coming from the towns and the cities that we were visiting. And I think that made it a unique show, in a sense. It was a show that was being produced by the people who lived there. Who could tell you better about a town? I mean, I could make some jokes about it. These people not only make the jokes, they tell you fucking why it sucks. Alrighty, It's been great to be spending time with you. Enjoy RANDCAST number seven. And we'll see you right around the corner at RANDCAST number eight. We're coming to you live tonight from uh, the State Theater in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I have a uh, soft spot in my heart for New Brunswick. It's about 50 minutes, I think, by train out of New York City, and I've I've come here. I's, I started. Uh, I learned a, a lot about um, how to deal with audiences as a comic because I worked at a place, a really what has become a really great uh, comedy club, which is really down the street, uh, the Stress Factory. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my my friend vinny brand runs it and uh, and he he's done a he's done a great job uh he's he, he uh, hung in there and uh in the midst of i I, went, I the, I'll never forget that i mean it was a, it was a, he brought in comics that he really liked um and didn't back off and didn't had was, he was fearless and uh and i learned a lot because i would go in there and it was like being in a uh, 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 I might as well have been standing there uh, naked in a, in a pit full of bears. That audience, I'd come on stage. Fuck you, you piece of shit! It, they were spectacular, <laughs> and you really learned how to how to control a room. And it was really and I came out here a lot, and it was. Uh, it was really great to be able to work there and to be able to to go from from being able to work there and what I learned there. I was it was one of the reasons I'm able to perform in a theater like this today. So I uh, thank. <clears throat> next next door is uh, was the was the George Street Theater, uh, and soon will be returning. I believe the George Street Theater, which is uh, a really great. Uh, Theater—it's—it's uh, got the uh, opportunity to bring in really fine actors from New York. Many of my friends who are in uh, in the theater community have come out here and performed one of my plays, the my my favorite full-length play, the one that my favorite—it's the one that people actually seem to like—was um, done here uh, a number of years ago, and you can tell by the applause that it was a rousing success. All fifteen. 15- <laughs> I was, it was—it was called One Slight Hitch, and uh, and what was really interesting is I'd stand out front of the theater while we were rehearsing, and people would walk by and go, "God, wow! Are you? They're doing. You're, you, there's a. You're, are you performing here?" And I go, "No, they're doing a play of mine here." And they go, "Are you in the play?" And I go, "No." And they go, "No." Uh. <laughs> but it was great, and they did a, a really. We had a, a really great production, and. Uh, and uh, it's and this town has boomed. When I first started coming out here to work at Benny's place, this was this was, you you walk you you literally went okay I'm going to stay here and then I'm going to scurry across the street. <laughs> and uh, and Rutgers, Rutgers this is the home of Rutgers University which is uh, <clears throat> which is kind of moved into the city in part and helped the boom and then next door there's now a giant. High rise. Which, if somebody had said to me, "Hey, you want to invest in a high rise in New Brunswick?", I'd be laughing. I'd be laughing until I died. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's really become a great. Uh, it really, uh, it's it's a town that's blossomed and uh, and has a lot going for it, and um, it's it's well worth it's it's well worth a visit. So uh, I'll I'll get on with the show now. Uh, this is. This is all coming from the folks here in Jersey who are the happiest people on earth. If you're, if, you, if you're going, gee, I am so sick of these fuckers who are so happy around me, I need to go someplace where people are bitter. There's a reason that New Jersey is called the garden state. They, it is here that the roots of bitterness really just, uh, it's, it's a weed that won't quit. They are not happy about fucking anything. Uh, this, to give you an example, Brian, here tonight, what about shows that don't start on time? For example, it's, it's... It's 8.08, and I'm waiting for my 8 o'clock show to start. I didn't know you owned the show, Brian, but I'm glad. And then there's Otto, who's... <laughs> this, is really, this is really what I like. <laughs> You, th- part of the reason I, I'm kind of glad we don't start the show on time, because it allows the audience to, to really, because part of really what I think people show up to see me is there's a certain level of, like, people are just pissed. <laughs> and they come, and, and once I give them the time to kind of, if, if, if they're given the time to sit in a room like this with other people who've all come to see me, they start looking around, and now they're directing their piss at the people who have come to see me, too. And it doesn't matter that, you know, they, they're all in the room for the same reason. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck him and his hat. People will actually go, I, I saw, there's a guy in the third row wearing a hat. What a piece of shit. I don't like that color. It makes me sick. This is from Otto. Is there a shower in this theater? For the smelly fuckers sitting around me. <laughs> well, I don't want to even know what row you're in. <laughs> this, this is scared alone, the lack of diversity in this audience. Well, you know, I'm uh <clears throat> what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> okay? I've, it's, I, I can't do an outreach program, okay? I can barely get people to buy tickets, okay? <laughs> so I'm thrilled people show up. I'm serious. I'm lucky that people don't. This is really, we've been, it's been harder and harder. I just was, I'm going to Hershey, Pennsylvania tomorrow. I just got a, something came in today. Uh, from from one of the one of the folks came in it, one of the things I read and somebody had r- written into a newspaper or something saying gee I'm glad you told me I didn't know we've been advertising for six months I'd be in Hershey <laughs> today was the day that this fucker realized I was coming to Hershey so diversity I, I'm lucky I get <laughs> people okay. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. If I knew how to do it, I'd do it. Okay, okay. This is what I do, and people show up to see it. So I mean, I can't go. Boy, I'd like if you could just get me six percent black, twelve percent Hispanic. What do you fucking want from me? (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) This I'm not quite sure, Nancy. Uh, I'm sick of politics where aliens are concerned. (laughs) Just admit you you. You have, you have them, you work with them, you have volunteered us, remember us? We the people, you let the aliens do their studies on us. (laughs) Without our fucking permission. I'm sick of it, too many have seen them, too many eyewitnesses and still the big fucking lie. Nancy, um, there's that show, there's that show on uh, AMC, I think, and maybe you shouldn't be watching. Uh, I, I don't believe that aliens are involved with us because we wouldn't be this fucking stupid. Okay? I think that aliens have come here, but I think that even they went, uh, No! They took a couple back, maybe, you know. Read Vonnegut. That'll get you through it. <laughs> um, Cheryl says anti-hate legislation are we really at the point that we have to pass a resolution and say we shouldn't hate each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at. Yep. We're that fucked up. Boy, what was that thing? Oh, yeah, hate. This is Michael. Why do you think I always see a couple of camo wearing rednecks and seemingly Trump voting dicks in your audience whenever I see you in New Jersey? That's an assumption. (laughs) I got over the assumption of my audience a long, long time ago. You can't be sure. I've had people um, that have come up to me that you'd go, really? That person's your audience? Yeah. Lack of diversity, I get. I mean, I don't have it. There's no diversity, but fucking people who come to see my show generally fucking aren't um, rednecks <laughs> and, and 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 Trump voting dicks. And and if they did vote for you know for Trump, you have to realize that part of the reason they voted for Trump was the, the running against somebody. The, 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 look, we nominate. I've said this. I've said this way, way back in the, the last special. Part of the reason they voted for Trump was running against Hillary. So they were. They actually had two people running for office that nobody fucking wanted. The majority of Americans, you know, you may have wanted Hillary, you may have wanted whoever. Most of us didn't want either of them. So, so. So do you think they are unaware of the act before it begins? Do you think they get the jokes? Yeah. Do you think they were expecting Dennis Miller? Uh, I'm better looking. Um, Do they ever send you questions? And then then I go, wow, I wonder. And then David says, why do socialists hate hamburgers and pickup trucks? (laughs) that 's just wonderful i don 't even know where to start <laughs> go to Norway, go to Sweden okay there are countries that are uh, go to Denmark go there oh there go there just go there that 's where you go. This is not a socialist country okay so you don 't need to panic. Um, Your hamburgers won't go away. Your pickup trucks are not going away. All right? They can talk about having this green revolution, but what are the chances of that happening here? Zip. (laughs) Zip. It's where you start. It's an argument that's being started, okay? That's partly what's occurring. I'm I'm a socialist, and part of the deal has always been, all we do is kind of go, hey, maybe we could uh, do this over here. And then you go, no. And we go, okay, fuck it. (laughs) Okay, But that's what we do. Okay? It's not going to happen because we say it's going to happen. You know, you can worry about all the two or three people that are in Congress who are saying things. and If that gives you, makes you feel better, good, good for you. But if I were you, I might want to visit the countries that actually do it to get an idea of what the fuck they're doing. And Cuba isn't socialist. Okay, so get that out of your head. <laughs> that was one of the. That was one of the first times I almost. I, well, I, I, somebody said to me, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, it was. I forget who was running for something, and they said, well, you know, you know they, he's a socialist. You know, he. That's like he. he and I said, what country is socialist? Cuba? Well, no, it's not. No, it's it's, it's communist, but goofy. <laughs> um, it's really. I just fucking. Nobody hates hamburgers, except vegans. <laughs> vegans hate hamburgers, asshole. You, that's what you should have said. Why do vegans hate hamburgers? <laughs> that should have been the question. And and um, and eco-friendly people hate pickup trucks. That should have been the question. So next time, David, I need you to work on this shit. <laughs> This is, a ni- this is just, a- I'm only reading this because this is a nice thing. On Sunday, March 10th, from 1 to 5 at the Doubletree Hotel in Somerset, New Jersey, where they have great fucking cookies, those chocolate chip fucking cookies! That's what my life is. That's what my fucking life is. We're going to stay at a Doubletree? Yes, I get two cookies. Sometimes I get me four. I wake up with crumbs all over my chest. It's heaven. So if you're going to this, lie to him. Say, yeah, I'm staying here. Ha, ha, ha. So, on Sunday, March 10th, from 1 to 5 at the Double Tree in Somerset, New Jersey, this is from Susan. We're hosting the first annual event where, for the price of admission, you select a handmade ceramic bowl and enjoy a meal of food from outstanding local restaurants. And we hope to put a significant dent in hunger for seniors, children, and families. So, it's Empower Empty and, and so, the, the money that's coming in will go to uh, helping uh, the poor. So, and that's kind of nice. <clears throat> but it means you have to go to Somerset and I don't even know where the fuck that is okay. uh, this is from Brian I recorded a freaking album, Brian Hayward and I can't get anyone to listen well, yeah, well you know, now you know how I feel <laughs> it's Oh Boy by Brian Hayward Brian Hayward is on Spotify and iTunes so good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to have to do something horribly wrong for them to listen to it. So they read it, so they go, boy, he just did that? It'll say, boy, he he ran over, he, he just shot two turtles in the street, and he's got a new album coming out. <laughs> uh, this is from Bruce. If Trump gets brought up on charges, do you think that he should be castrated? And his balls displayed throughout the United States. <laughs> Bruce? No. No, I don't. Okay. I think you've gone over the line there. Uh, I think you've got to take, I think maybe something to mellow you out a little, maybe. I think pot might help there. Bruce. Can't get that excited. It's not, no. So this is two that I'll end with. This is from uh, uh This is from Joseph, who couldn't be here tonight. I'll start off by saying that I'm not at your show, and I'm sorry for that, but due to this booming economy, I don't have the money for your justifiably priced. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you decide to send me a few free ones, I would have if I knew, but... uh, uh, They say that it's wrong to pray for money. This is his rant, because if you do, then money becomes your God. But money, like God, is just a temporary construct, which was created by mankind to assign the importance or value to things that are truly needed to maintain life food, water, and shelter, from the, and shelter from the elements. But we also assign value to those things we just think are sparkly, like diamonds or gold. You can't eat either and, and gather any nutrition, but yet, yet they are items that get stockpiled along with weapons to destroy the living. You never see a stockpile of really good cheesecake. <laughs> nope. It's always those crackers in a can and that damn metallic water. Where do they get it from? Flint? Flint? <laughs> Cheesecake is delicious but also fragile and only has a shelf life of about this long, pinching two fingers together, like us. I think that it was the forbidden fruit talked about in the Bible. Fuck the apple thing. No woman I ever met would risk eternal eternal damnation for a goddamn apple. (laughs) But I'm sure there's more than a household stabbing over the last slice of really good fucking cheesecake. (laughs) And why would anyone take a Yelp review from a goddamn snake? (laughs) A snake doesn't even have the ability to digest fruit. It's like that roommate you had in college that would only eat hot dogs and nachos when he was stoned. And he was stoned a lot. But it's all mute because we made it all up. The garden, the rib thing, the concept of creation and innocence. Then we condemn that poor snake to a lifetime of villainy because we weren't brave enough to admit that life bites. We probably made up God, too, although I would really like to think he does exist, because if not, then I've been talking to myself for years. We made him up because we didn't understand anything. It was easier to blame an unknown approaching force rather than actually trying to fix it. We made him angry because we needed rules and then nicer and forgiving in order to sell the whole join our club or burn in hell forever, asshole. (laughs) Our God is good and all others are false and watch out for snakes. You really need to watch out for the sneaky snakes. I don't really have a religion right now, although I was raised Roman Catholic, but like most good Catholics, I don't go to Mass or even say shit about Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, not even, or even say shit about Christmas not really even being, the, being the man we call Jesus's birthday. Or Jesus, if he's your gardener. Or Jesus, if he's your gardener. <laughs> I memorize mindless prayers that are supposed to resolve me from sins that technically are not my fault. Because it's how I am, and if I don't work correctly, then talk to the designer. But I will... Pray for money today because I just found out that my car needs $4,000 worth of repairs. My, my life is in the process of being downsized, and I, a prolific author and playwright, oh, that's, I would have, see, that's why I would have sent him the tickets. <laughs> and for the most part, an unpaid one. Well, they, what the fuck did you, you're a playwright! <laughs> If I had money, I would repair my car, take care of my wife, and, yes, I would put on plays for people to see the way I wanted them presented, with all the meaning, controversy, subtext, and even the occasional fuck, because it's a good word that you can keep hidden in the fridge so you can scream at the top of your lungs after some fucking asshole eats your last piece of cheesecake. (laughs) And as you go into the night tonight, I leave you with this from Joel, who's here, and that if he typed this out on his phone, then he deserves some sort of an award. Um, I also want to remember Destination Dogs, which is fucking spectacular, and, and the and the cafe, and the Lombardies, which is next door, and the fucking steak fuck place, too, which is... <laughs> I've gained... A, I gained too much weight eating at all three of those fucking places. That's why I don't live here. Joel, fucking Garden State Parkway. I'll never understand how many many half-baked shitheads have passed their driver's school exams and got a license. That license which gives you permission to take a screaming multi-ton metal death trap down a long stretch of asphalt at speeds that would make a cheetah pant and flip you off after it's done sprinting. First of all, it's called your turn signal. If you feel like you need to be in a different lane, you turn it on, then change lanes. You don't do it after you passed halfway into the next lane, seven and a half inches in front of the innocent shithead next to you. Your spouse must love sex with you because you must be as slow to climax as you are to warn people you're moving your fucking car. Mm, What's that? your life is a meaningless existence, a wasteland of meaningful work or worthwhile social activity, we'll bully for you. Then keep your 55-mile-an-hour fat ass out of the fast lane, fucker. Some of us have some meaning left in this dreary thing we call reality. And finally, if you see some poor schmuck, who couldn't stop texting for two minutes, jackknife across the lanes, and is now hanging upside down in his car like the dumb fuck crash test dummy he has apparently aspired to be. Do us all a favor and don't slowly go down to 40 miles per hour because, oh, I need a picture of this miracle of nature. <laughs> the only thing you need, you stupid shithead, is me taking my point foot, five, five foot and jamming it so far up your ass you taste the very road you're too fucking stupid to drive. Drive properly on. It's been a pleasure spending time with you in New Brunswick. Nice to be back here. Thank you, State Theater.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
1: We're coming to you live tonight from the... It's the Hershey Theater, right? Yeah. Yeah, everything in this town. We're at the Hershey Theater in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is right on the Hershey Road. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. No. We, I, was, I, I was given a, a, a big five-pound bar of Hershey chocolate that is really just the, the key to diabetes. <laughs> I mean it was very nice. It was really nice of them to give it to me. So that for those of you who don't know Hershey, Pennsylvania, it's uh it's a it's a quaint little village here in uh, in Pennsylvania. And it's uh, it, for those of you who have children, this is a great place to uh to to bring them and while they're you you, you can distract them in with candy, you can wind them up with that, and then you take them over to this fucking park, and you can fucking throw them on rides and watch them throw up. (laughs) And uh, it's every type of fucking candy, you can, you. (laughs) I I don't know what happened there. But I think I think that's a parent who is uh, who had PTSD here, <laughs> brought a family of seven, and is is still having trouble. Um, <laughs> so you, so while they're doing that, you can. Uh, you can give, you know, you can really develop on your own a, a really great case of diabetes. This is this is the home of Hershey's chocolate, and everything is named Hershey, and all of the people here are named Hershey. Everyone, <laughs> everything, everything about it. It it really is kind of a remarkable place. This theater was um, built by the money that was made um, through uh, the sale of uh, of that of Hershey chocolate, which apparently people are still fucking eating like pigs. And, um, and, uh, they're also, the theme park is, is in the, the money that comes apparently from the performances here and from the theme park and whatever the fuck else is going on here, whatever scams they're up to. All of that money goes to a really great school that, uh, Milton Hershey started. And it's, uh, And it's really—I I do think it's well worth the time to come out here. Especially, it's another way to distract the kids. There's, there's, there's only so many ways to do it. And it's another place you go. Ha ha! Go over there. Then you can lie down for a minute, and then they back, and then go over there. So it's a, it's a, it's a good way to deal with that. And it's, 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 it's really, uh, and it's, it's really a, a, a great town to go to to see what it was like. In terms of the fact of when you actually had someone who made a lot of money and then kind of uh, did something uh, for other people, rather than for themselves. <laughs> so we're thrilled to be back here. I've, uh, we always enjoy it. Um, this is from so I'm. This is from Katruna. We're at Hershey for our 29th anniversary. Can't think of a better date night than Lewis Black Live. Uh, Katruna, that's... I don't even want to know what your marriage is like. (laughs) I just hope you're not staying at the hotel we're at. Imagine the two of you standing there opposite sides of the bed going, No, fuck you! No, fuck you! (laughs) This is from Lisa, she's in the audience tonight. Some lunatic is watching a live possum video in the seat in front of me. And the possum is wearing a red fucking vest. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Son of a bitch. It was probably that Geico ad. It is. It said That fucking Geico's got a fucking possum in it. Who the fuck trains a possum? That's what I want to know. That's a thankless gig, those little fuckers. Those teeth are fucking freakish. I'm sure there's some asshole making money as a, as a fucking possum dentist somewhere. This is from Renee. I'm reading this actually for the folks who run the theater because I think it's important. Uh, the family and I are standing inside the beautiful and historic Hershey Theater to see your show. It is beautiful. It is historic. It's really magnificent. It's a great piece of work. And my husband is in a wheelchair, so I had to call and explain that seven times. Of course, she did. When I ordered these tickets, we got here tonight and were shown to our excellent, accessible seats in the back row. Okay, fine. But there's no space for the wheelchair. So we're told you'll need to wait until the show starts and then sit in the aisle next to your family. And during an admission, we'll ask that you move so you're not blocking the other guests who need to go to the bathroom. What in the actual fuck? (laughs) So, so, uh, may I suggest to the the theater that uh, you kind of work on that? (laughs) They used to have a, uh, a thing that, the uh, when the Kennedy Center opened, one of the great things. Uh, I was a kid then, and uh, one of the things they they, 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 they sold seats uh, that were uh, for 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 people who were who were visually impaired, and uh, uh, I was I was looking for the word, and um, and they were behind posts. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine if they did that now? People just be like, God damn it, cars out of the fucking This is from Bill, can you explain why so many New Yorkers are invading Pennsylvania and keep New York tags on their cars? And they do this in Philly, in Easton. Um, I live about a 20-minute train ride to Amtrak Station in Philly. Every block has car with New York tags. The reason is, is because uh, we're pricks. We're arrogant pricks, so that way they can pretend. They sneak back into New York and go, I'm a New Yorker. They're full of shit, that's why. No one likes New Yorkers. That's why it's so unusual that the president actually won this president won. Because everyone in America thinks we're assholes. And then uh, America went, fuck, let's vote for the asshole. The biggest asshole. (laughs) The biggest asshole in the history of New York City. And you went, fuck, we've seen all that. Maybe when an asshole becomes big enough, it becomes something else. This is a great one, because I'd not seen this before. This is Lee. I'm tired of people and comedians in particular describing the Amish or Mennonites as stoic and without a worldly sense of humor. I've never said that. I don't pick on the Amish. It's kind of an exhausting topic. Um, One need only look at a map of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania to see they have everyone fooled. Notice the names of some of the towns, like Intercourse and Blue Ball and Paradise. One can say that, oh, well, those towns were named back in the 18th and 19th centuries and had a very different and innocent meanings. It's not until you look at the actual map and see how they are situated that you realize that these people have just a warped sense of humor as the rest of us. On the map, the best way to get from Blue Ball to Paradise is to go through Intercourse. (laughs) Coincidence? You say. Well, then explain the fact that if intercourse is blocked, the next way to pa- the next best way to paradise from blue ball is through burden hand. <laughs> this is um, Chris. He's here tonight. Plastic wrap, good God, who the fuck can operate this shit for Christ's sake? All I want to do is cover up my left, leftover hamburger helper. But no, I'm left with enough wrap to wind my wife up for some crazy sexual game and almost slip my wrist trying to tear this shit. Who the fuck and what the fuck? God damn it. This is uh, Judd, the Pennsylvania Governor recently proposed a forty-five thousand dollar minimum salary for teachers in the state. Many conservatives were in an uproar that it would cost too much. Um, you, that's um, I'm, I, I can't even comment. <laughs> forty-five thousand dollars to teach—that's psycho- That's that's psychotic. That's, it, it, it's reprehensible what we pay teachers. It's just reprehensible. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wonder why we aren't getting good teachers because you don't put it out there to pay them to get people interested again into it. Okay? That's the reason. It's that simple. I don't want to hear anything else about it. That's the way it worked when I was a kid. It doesn't change. You want to attract them, you attract them by offering them something other than we're going to fuck you over. <laughs> This is from Julie, who's here. Why do people think getting paid for your job makes you evil? I'm a veterinarian, and on a daily basis, when I have to tell people it will cost money to treat, save their beloved pet, you work with possums? Uh, (laughs) When I tell people it will cost money to treat, save their beloved pet because my staff and I can't do it for free, I'm I'm told that all I care about is money. Of course I love animals, I love what I do, but not once as a car mechanic told me I need new tires, but since he just loves cars so much, he's going to give me a sweet set for free for my 10-year-old Subaru, which has 200,000 miles because that is one sweet ride and he just loves cars so much. We all go to work to get paid, why? It's bad because I need to be paid to fix my cute, fluffy pets? No. No plastic surgeon is crucified for charging for unnecessary procedures for purely superficial pricks. (laughs) This is... Howie, I'm at your Hershey show tonight. I'm a hardcore conservative, but I truly respect the brilliance of comics like you. Thank you. I'm not ranting, but wouldn't it be great if we just agreed to disagree and strive to get along? I'd have a ton of respect for you if you'd simply acknowledge this post. I'm doing that. I have a great life. Uh, uh, have a great life and keep on keeping on. Regards from the right. I uh, I, I have a lot of friends who are conservatives. Howie? I have no problem with conservatives. I've never had a problem. There are many things in which I agree with conservatives. I don't think that the president of the United States is a conservative. I wish he was. Um, That's where I I draw the line. I think that um, the the Republican Party uh, sold itself. They sold themselves cheap. I think they sold themselves cheap on this. You could have had... You could have... There's all sorts of people that you could have gotten. You could have gotten the same things you got, and we didn't. We don't have to go through this. Although I'm really glad that my cock is 50 feet long now. <laughs> but, but I've sat down for long lengths of time to discuss various things that I feel because I'm really crazy. I'm way, way crazy when it comes to what I think about politically. But I'm not stupid, and. Uh, and most of the people I know can basically come to agreement. None of it's that important. If we don't go to the middle and figure it out, we get nowhere, okay? See, see one job, one job of the one job of one side, as far as I see it, is, is, yeah, we should do this. That'd be really great if we did that. And then the job of the uh, conservatives is go, well, you know, you can do that, but it's, it'd we be better be doing it for $10 and 95 cents. That's the gig, when I was a kid, I voted, um, I voted initially, my first votes, we had really a great senator in uh, in the state of Maryland, and I voted for that senator who was a, who was a Republican, and it was great, and I wish those guys were around now, but Tufsky, Shitsky. And here's where the problem lies, Howie, f- for some people. This is from Rachel, who's here tonight, and I hope you're not sitting next to each other. I did... <laughs> And, but this is true. I did my fucking taxes today. All the Republicans can bite my ass. <laughs> I've been pissed all day, so this is the perfect place to get some laughs out and a few, with a few fucks. How part of the problem that people are facing, I don't know if you know this, but I know this from running around the country, is, is that a lot of people thought that their taxes were going to be less than they are, and they're getting fisted. Is, is a way I can put it. And there are a lot of people who are absolutely stunned by that. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a conservative position uh, at all. So, uh, but, but thank you for sending that in. We can all get along. It's not that difficult. It's a road, okay? What the, what the fuck, what's the politics of a road? It's gravel, fucker. <laughs> that's a road. gravel and shit and stuff and fucking concrete and whatever the fuck else and then it snows and then it's fucked and somebody's got to fix it (laughs) this is from joe the middle school i work at has a grading policy where we cannot give a student any less than 50 percent on any assignments even if they don't hand anything in (laughs) wow just just for just for body weight (laughs) fuck wow No, that's why they're not paying you what they should be paying you. (laughs) Because you don't have to do anything. You just go, okay, 50%. This is from Denise. This can't, the Trump autographed Bibles today in Alabama. I can't. I can't. I don't think I can go on. Somebody walked up with a Bible. A Bible. Not a not the Old Testament. Because if he did, his hand would have gone into flames. Here we go. We're going to end with this with this. This is from Kyra. She's from uh, Shippensburg, and this is a—I think this is a, a well-done piece on something that people are always bitching about. Um, <clears throat> and I've, I've never heard it, it, it exp- expressed this well from from this side. I watch your stand-up as well as the the ranters do almost every night. Your voice helps me sleep better. Wow! I, I, wow! It just amazes me. <laughs> It's as if your angry rants help keep the nightmares at bay. (laughs) The subject of service animals have been mentioned several times, and I completely agree that ducks, peacocks, and other non-mammals are absolutely not emotional support animals, you fuckwits, (laughs) and don't belong on planes. I have a psychiatric service dog because I suffer from complex PTSD, social anxiety, mild agoraphobia, and even have a few physical issues. Faye, my dog, has patches on her vest, stating the obvious, that she is in fact a service dog, that she needs to stay by me at all times. I have nicely added some saying some saying please don't pet or distract I've nicely I've I've nicely added a few things saying uh, things like please don't pet or distract the dog she's working but it had enough and I added a few new ones I added a new one which reads don't touch the fucking dog <laughs> because almost every time i leave my house i have people calling out to her trying to pet her when i'm not looking or asking demanding to pet my dog. I've had men backing me into displays, getting in my face, my boyfriend having to force his way between us to protect me while being screamed at and called names. I've had women sneer bitch under their breath while walking past or loudly snarling cunt at me. A toddler has tried to shove a hot wheel down Faye's throat while following me around only to have the mother say it's my fault for daring to bring a pet into the store all because i'm mentally ill and need help she's not a fucking pet she's a lifeline that allows me to function and have a semi-normal life if i'm having a better day and people are respectful i try to answer questions or listen to people tell me about their dogs however i am not a sideshow act to perform on command to entertain you or your screaming children I don't have time for everyone to pet my dog and have a chat about uh, his life history or explain how Faye helps me. Honestly, my dog is better behaved than most of these so-called adults. I suffer from suffocating panic attacks. I've had more than one breakdown where I was sick in the parking lot, collapsed on the floor of a store crying and unable to breathe. And once I was startled so bad in a grocery store's frozen food aisle, I turned... I turned lashing out. A glass door the only thing stopping me from punching a laughing woman in the face. This was all before Faye came into my life. Yes, I agree, like everything else in life, some people lie and cheat the system and bring pets into stores they shouldn't. However, some of us need these trained working dogs. You know what else we need? To be left the fuck alone! (laughs) I try on my good day to be friendly. Even on bad days, I make a point of thanking anyone who asks to pet Faye and then accepts no for an answer. Or if a parent stops to teach their kids not to run at or grab stained dogs, especially working dogs. Honestly, on my good health days, I want to give the general public service dog 101 classes. I figured writing this is as close as I'll get, even if you're the only one who reads this. Thank you for your time, helping to keep my nightmares away and giving me an outlet from my pent-up anger. Uh, Thank you. I thought that was wonderful, Kira. Thank you all for listening to that. Thanks for all coming out this evening. I know I should end with a big funny fuck punchline, but I thought that was a wonderful way to end the show. Uh, It's always a pleasure to spend time in Hershey. Tomorrow night we'll be in Bethlehem, pissing away some money at the Sands Casino. And uh, we look forward to coming there. Send in some more rants if you can. Thank you again, and I'm going to go eat that five-pound bar of chocolate and get ready for my diabetes attack. Thank you. Thank you. Hershey. We're coming to you live from the uh, Sands Event Center, which is at the Sands Casino here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's, uh, we've been here a number of times, performed here. It's, a, it's always a pleasure to perform here. And uh, I've seen Bethlehem, uh, but I've never been there. I look, we arrive here, and there's a casino, and I go and look, and I go, hi, Bethlehem. And then I close, the, and then I go into the casino, and... There are no windows. And I never see it again until I leave. And then I go, fuck. Uh, but I, it, it's, it, I hear it's really nice. So, uh, and, and this is the only casino I've ever been to that actually has an outlet mall attached, which is unbelievable. As opposed to a Gucci and Farty Bow and Snacky Snacky, it's a fucking, holy fuck, I won 10 bucks. I'm going to go get 60 things. So here we go. This is uh, uh, <laughs> just this is this I just this is from Ivan, a bakery in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, which I used to spend a lot of time in. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a there was a cabin up there that a friend of mine's uh, family had, and uh, we spent time up there. But I didn't I didn't know this. The bakery in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania area, shut down today because they were using breast milk to make cookies. It's, it's, yeah, that's. That's. I, I think I'm going to use my breast milk to make cookies too. Wow. <laughs> how do you get? How do you get What did you? I mean. <laughs> what could you? Did you run out of milk. There was nowhere to get milk. You said, "How? And how much fucking?" How, how, What do they have, a barrage of titties? What the fuck? (laughs) An assembly line. We're going to, god damn it, we're going to make the best fucking titty milk in America. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow, I just, I mean, it it boggles, it's the kind of, I read that and now I'm like stuck. It's in my head and I can't go anywhere. This is from Michael. Why can't we get a local tax for the library passed when the same people that vote against it bitch about people not finding jobs and educating themselves? Publicly supported libraries have been fundamental to our democracy from the beginning of the United States. Well, that's what's, you know, well, we're not, you know, that was it. It was fundamental then, but we're past that. And uh, <laughs> we're moving on. We're not going to do any. I, I don't know why people don't fund libraries. It's just fucking unbelievable. It's the one it's really and and libraries are becoming more and more useful as media centers and they're evolving. Uh, maybe maybe you should go down there and uh, to the uh, who's ever in charge of the. The, the fucking uh, who's doing your fucking local fuck government and show them some like videos of shit of what's happening around the goddamn country in terms of libraries and in terms of an outreach program, because this is bullshit. It's fucking the one place that someone who doesn't have money. I know tons of people who go and use libraries. It's fucking stupid. It's a lifeline. It's blood. It's it's fucking... It's the last moment of intellect. You close the library, you fucking you close... Why don't you do this? Why don't you just uh, fucking put a cut? You know what? Why don't you tell those fuckers the local, your fucking local government you know, also when they do that they're not going to support the library at the same time then why don't they just kind of slit their wrist and see what it's like to have blood drip out of their fucking arm. It's fucking unbelievable. It's wrong. There's no discussion. (laughs) It's, I, I, I don't understand how that becomes up for discussion. You're not going we're not going to do that. Cause, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a casino here. <laughs> okay? So fuckers are pouring in here going, yeah, take it. Boy, I don't give a shit. Boy, I'm going to bet on three dogs running up a hill. And look at that. Oh, there's, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Are you shitting me? <laughs> and the money can't be generated to fucking run a library? Are you shitting me? god damn it now you really piss me off michael david says when are you going to class it up and play in lancaster (laughs) i i play in lancaster but it smells like poop it does it does i played in lancaster a, a lot before i uh before I broke into playing in theaters and there was a, uh, an Italian restaurant with a back room where comics worked on the weekend. I mean, seriously, I played Lancaster. I have played Lancaster. And the Amish were thrilled to see me. This is from Amy. Hi, Lewis. My name is Amy and I'm in your Bethlehem audience tonight. My rant is about how fucking stupid people get when it comes to driving in the snow. I mean, come the fuck on. It's snow. It's snow, people, not the goddamn apocalypse. There's no fucking need to crawl at 10 miles an hour down the highway. If you can't handle the conditions, then just stay the fuck home. And let those of us with a fucking brain... Let those of us with a fucking brain get to our destination in a timely manner. Absolutely absurd, and don't get me started on the rush to buy milk, bread, and eggs. (laughs) Teachers getting paid less and less every year, yet there's a shortage. Thanks, Betsy DeVos, you stupid twat face. That's that's from from Nancy. Thank thank you, Nancy. And that's that's a word you rarely hear, twat, and I love that word. When I was 14, I think it's a great word, and I think it's an underused word. And twat faces are well put. But I was 14, and I I thought I came up with the word twat. I'd never heard it, and I thought it was a great word, and I started wandering around the hallways of my school going, you're a twat, you're a twat, you're a twat. That lasted a good eight minutes till I learned. Apparently it was a word. You have all the people that you pick. The the other thing, the most important thing, I've I've said this way too many times, but the most important thing there is is education. That's, I mean, everything starts from there. Everything starts from there. And to to have for-profit colleges is psychotic. It's tough enough that many of the colleges that we have are uh, doing things that are, you know, that are charging insane amounts of money to go to school, it's crazy, but it really is utterly crazy to have someone like Betsy DeVos in charge of education. It just makes it makes no sense. Not at not at this point in time. It it really is. The, the, the one of the pillars that made this country great uh, outside of libraries. This is like a civics class. <laughs> But one of the things was education, was public education. I had a great education. I was educated by really great people and dedicated people. And there are a ton of people out there who are still very, very dedicated and who want to teach. But it's made, it's made, it's really made hard because they're, they're, they're because of twat face. (laughs) Um, This is from Pedro, he's here. I'm a first responder from the NYPD. Thank you. I developed prostate cancer attributed to the 9-11 exposure. I've been trying to get into the program that treats people that were affected for the last year and a half. Government moves with the speed of a pregnant yak. (laughs) I now hear they're running out of money. I guess that's the plan. Wait till we all die. Fuck you, uh, (laughs) Christy Whitman, the cunt that told us there was nothing wrong with the air. Pedro, the... My my friend John Stewart has been down uh, at Congress, trying to get make sure. When uh, when people yell about about John and why isn't John on TV? One of the it was great to see what he has been doing, and that's really important because maybe they'll listen to him. It's shameful. It really is. It's like. you know, that's it makes no sense. And I'm really sorry you have to go through this. It's beyond nobody in this audience, nobody in America uh, who has any, you know, it's the fucking the, the 500, the, the folks sitting around in Congress and the folks sitting around the Senate and the president of the United States who, who are basically responsible for the situation. And it's not that difficult. It's just called, really. So we're going to worry about the, the emergent situation is the border when we've got a group of people. You know, we have a lot of emergency situations we have to catch up with. It's the first responders, and then the military, and then maybe I could worry about the border. I do hope they work this out, and I hope it comes to, you know, I really wish nothing but the best for you. It's really extraordinary what you did. Um, I, here's, here's the difference between you and I, Pedro, because I, I, if I worked for the NYPD, um, I, I'd be, first off, I'd be worthless. (laughs) I would be. And and when, and when actually the trauma hit, I kind of started out of my apartment and started to walk down toward the towers and I got about a half a block and I went, fuck, I don't know how to use a tool. I was like worthless. I realized I was worthless. And I realized all I would do would be I'd be one of those people that go, Would you get out of the way, fucker? You're not, get out of here. So, really, what you did was extraordinary and heroic. Jim says Democrats giving illegals the right to vote. Um, No, they don't. Um, and, uh, and even if they do, most people don't want to vote, Jim. I don't think anybody realizes that. You certainly don't. (laughs) They're not giving, they don't go, hey, let's sneak these illegals in and let them vote. It's, it's just not happening. Okay. I'm just telling you nothing supports that. I don't know where you got that. If you want to send me where you got that. You can send it. You can send it. I'll be, you know, I'm going to be on the road next week, and uh, you can send me where you got that information, and then I can send you back and show you where there's other information, and then we can fight over whose information is correct. (laughs) But uh, you know, I mean, we're we're doing more to suppress voting than we are to getting people to vote. (laughs) Man. So, uh... Sh- sh- <laughs> oh yeah, it's just. So I'm going to do two of these. What, this is uh, one leads into the other. This is John who's here. What? What is with all of these self-important people who, who need to read their phones while they walk? I work in New York City and see these fuckers all week. I keep hoping for a sinkhole to open in front of them, <laughs> and I'm the only one there to warn them. Not going to happen. What is so important that they need to read while causing all of us to dodge them? Maybe the phone companies could start a no-walkie mode. (laughs) And then I'd like to end with this, which is really quite uh, wonderful, which is uh, another thing that shows what's what's wrong with America. This is from Matthews here tonight. Matthew, thanks for this. I rarely get uh, dialogue. This is. I used to work for an electronics retailer, and this conversation pretty much summed up every day at work me. Hi, how can I help you? Them. I want to pay my bill. Okay, for what? Uh, For me. No, no, not who, for what? What? (laughs) Yes. Yes, what? Uh, Let me try again. What do you want to pay your bill for? For me for your card, for your phone my phone, great what phone, this phone (laughs) he holds the phone up in the air no who's your phone with I don't know he he looks at the phone Samsung (laughs) no, not who made your phone the service I don't have phone service, just this one Your phone doesn't work? It it works, that's why I want to pay my bill. It it works, that's why I want to pay Bill. His grammar, not mine. So, you do have phone service? No, no phone service, just cell phone. Okay, then who's the cell phone with? Samsung? No. Whose bill are you paying? Mine. Who are you giving the money to? You. Okay, I asked for one. I asked for that one. Okay, what company is your cell phone with? Boost Mobile. Thank you. How much? How much what? You paying? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, I paying. No. Sighing again. How much are you paying? I don't know. Well, what did you pay last time? I don't know. Third base. What? What? Nothing. Nothing. How long have you had your phone for? A month. Okay. So it's brand new. No? I, I got it last month. <laughs> I ignore the comment. So you paid $55. I guess. Can't you look it up? We don't keep a record on our computers of your account, but it should be $55. What's your phone number? I don't know. <laughs> I reach out for the phone as the com- customer places it in my hand, looks up the number, enter it into the system, take his money, and him his receipt without so much as another spoken word spoken between us. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bethlehem. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. haha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.